Hello, everyone, and welcome back to season three of the Eccles Business Buzz podcast. I'm your host, Francis Johnson. We're back again today to continue our exploration of the topic of continuous curiosity, and I'm really happy you've joined us. This season, we're talking about all the different parts of curiosity, including what it is, why we need it, and what roadblocks sometimes prevent us from being curious. We're also talking to people who have used curiosity to set them on a new path. Maybe they got a new degree, they started a new career, or they pursued a new passion. But it's actually not just people who need curiosity. Companies also need a culture of curiosity and curious employees in order to thrive. Here today to talk all about the corporate benefits of curiosity is Jeff Olson. Jeff is president and CEO of Bort Longyear, the world's leading provider of drilling services, drilling equipment, and performance tooling for mining and drilling companies. He joins us today to share what role Curiosity plays in the corporate culture at Bort Longyear and what he and his team do to make sure they are hiring and nurturing curious employees. Jeff. Thank you so much for being here today. Well, thank you. Thanks for the invitation. It's a pleasure to have you. I didn't mention in the introduction, but Bort Longyear is a global company headquartered here in Salt Lake City. But you're not just a Utah company. You're also great partners of the University of Utah. So I'm hoping you can tell us a little bit about your partnership with the university, particularly the executive education department. Great. I'd love to. It's something I love to talk about. We have a global company, and because we have a global company with very far-reaching employees in probably around 50 countries around the world and every continent, it's difficult for us to do training in real time. And so we partnered with the University of Utah to do some really valuable leadership training that we can deliver around the world in a very common format. Certainly technologies help us to get there beyond what we would have thought we could have done five or 10 years ago. But now we can deliver really strong leadership principles common to the business, make sure that we set the right culture for our business leaders going forward and do it through some fantastic professors and great material that the University of Utah helps us put together. And that partnership has been very valuable for us over the last couple of years. So we've really enjoyed it. We think we're getting great benefit out of it. That's excellent. I want to pivot still on this topic, but getting us into this discussion about curiosity, this training that you do, you know, it standardizes training across your organization, but how does it also contribute to curiosity within your organization and your leadership style? Well, by exposing people to the basic principles to leadership, it, it gives them a chance to think. Often in our jobs on a daily basis, we go about our jobs trying to get certain strategies completed, achieving certain goals in the business, and we're so focused on what really is the day-to-day -day that we don't get a chance to step back and look at where we're going and how we're getting there. And by giving our leaders the opportunity to step back in these training sessions, which can be one day long, uh, they get a chance to think about their jobs in a different way and to apply principles that they learn in these sessions to the work that they're doing. So that chance to think and to challenge and to see what's next and how I can do things better leads to a lot of curiosity about ideas and how to do business differently. I often get emails from people around the world that say, listen, I was at the leadership training session. We talked about this. I had an idea in this way. What do you think about this? And I think it's, you know, it's a great way to stimulate that kind of discussion and to stimulate 
curious employees who can step away from their daily grind, if you will, and look at bigger issues. Yeah, it seems like that time out of your office, even though you're still doing work, you might even still be with some of your coworkers who you see every day or often, but you're in a different space talking about your work in a different way can maybe spark some new ideas. Absolutely. And because we work in so many distant, different parts of the world, we have the danger, and I'm sure we do it every single day, we solve the same problem in different parts of the world in a different way. And sharing those solutions is a really hard thing to do. You know, if we can create those relationships in these courses, then we can create that sharing and transfer of good knowledge across the business and try not to solve the same problems too many times. <laughs> no need to reinvent the drilling rig wheel, as it were. Yep. Well, some people might think, Jeff, a drilling company, a mining company, it's technical, the standards are set, they're curiosity might not be as important. Why is it important to Bort Longyear as a corporate value? First of all, one of our key corporate values is safety. We are a leading sa company for safety in the industry, certainly in drilling, and we also share lots of our good safety practices with our customers as well. So curiosity about new ways to accomplish the work that we do that keeps people safer is an area we spend a lot of time focusing on both as leaders at the corporate level, but also leaders in the field. Finding new ways to do things is about sharing good ideas, and sharing good ideas is often about curiosity. What are some other things that you do in the company to spark curiosity for employees at every level? Well, we have on a monthly basis what we call general managers meetings. Not a great name, but what we do is we invite a lot of people to these. For example, we've broken the business into nine different areas. We have different regional drilling services meetings. We have regional products meetings. We have global technology meetings, but we invite many people to these meetings. Sometimes those, those invitations are optional. Sometimes we need them at those meetings. But by sharing what people are doing on a daily basis, what's their performance like? What are they seeing in the marketplace? What are the challenges that they're seeing? What are the key successes that they're having? How did they achieve those successes? You know, people get curious about how is it that this particular group is having so much success, say, in Latin America, or this group is having great success in the middle of Tanzania. You know, these meetings give us an opportunity to share those ideas. So th that's another way that we can develop that curiosity and everybody wins. I think it's so interesting in a space where it does seem really well-defined. Your goal is specific. Your equipment is specific. That there still is space for an exchange of ideas between employees. There's m actually more than one way to do something that might seem like there isn't. I think we learn every single day that there are opportunities to do what we've been doing for 130 years better. I don't know that mining and drilling has innovated that quickly in the past, but I certainly see an acceleration of that innovation in drilling and mining that has begun, and I think it will continue to increase and get faster. That's exciting. Absolutely. Well, Jeff, you've talked about this exchange of ideas between employees themselves, but a lot of research about curiosity in a corporate environment also points to the importance of having curious leadership, that leaders play a really big role in creating an 
environment of psychological safety for their employees to be able to experiment, to be creative without being worried about being penalized for making a mistake or maybe productivity isn't as high if you try something that doesn't work out. As a leader and your leadership team, how do you create that space within your organization? Yeah, I think that's very critical. People have to feel safe that they can bring in new ideas and they can be heard. In a way, the fact that we have a drilling services business together with a products business, it facilitates that because a lot of the ideas for new products and new innovations on a product side come from guys in the field on the drilling services side saying, wouldn't it be nice if, you know, couldn't we do this? And that creates a lot of innovation in and of itself. So I think we have a built-in advantage of having both drilling services and products that we get to try things out very quickly. The other side of it is, is when they build a new product or a new piece of technology, we have a ready group to test it. And that's the, our drilling services group in the field. You know, very few products companies have that advantage. They can't go out and test it quickly in the marketplace as we can with our drilling services group, get that feedback, improve it. The product innovation cycle is much shorter, I think, at Longer because of that, having both sides of the business together. So you have some built-in advantages to curiosity. Yeah, I think we do. What about the flip side? What are some barriers that exist to curiosity in a corporate setting? Well, I think corporate settings have a lot of barriers to innovation. One is, is we have very well-established targets and goals, right? And we want to meet those. We have shareholders that are looking for us to meet those goals. We have strict compliance guidelines. Compliance is in a, a critical value for a company like ours that works in so many frontier countries. And so when you look at all of those constraints, people do have to make sure first that we're compliant, that we work by the rules, and that we work the way in countries that complies with our internal code of conduct and also the regulations of those countries. And so those kinds of constraints, while critical, have a strong company going forward would limit some curiosity in trying something new. In many cases, that helps us because sometimes those ideas might be a little too radical. We don't want to try that. And so we have good controls on that. But certainly that's a counterbalance to the idea that we want to share all that curiosity and innovation around the business. It sounds like it almost creates, in your industry at least, some safe parameters. We can experiment safely in this space. Yeah. Let me add just one more thing. I think one driver of curiosity, innovation is the movement of ESG. ESG is a big topic. The E stands in environmental sustainability and governance. Really, there's a whole bunch that falls into that. Sustainability also includes things like safety and keeping our employees safe. Governance includes things like compliance and how we do business in every country that we do. And of course, environment is probably uh, self-evident about what that means. So obviously, it's a key uh, movement. And we've been doing ESG principles for a long time, but we're now putting it in much more of a structured framework. And that structured framework allows us to share those principles and those ideas across our organization. And that leads to even more innovation. In fact, 
while we're here this week with a leadership conference, one of the things we're going to do is we're going to talk about ESG, what's the definition, why it's important, why does it benefit us? And I'm sure that out of that will come several ideas. It will bring benefits to the organization. We'll do things a little differently in the future that are consistent with those ESG principles, but also improvements for the business. Seems like this concept of ESG goes back to what we were saying just a few minutes ago about curiosity existing within a set of parameters that keep people and businesses safe. And those parameters and priorities maybe shift over time, right? Things that weren't part of a corporate consciousness 20, 40, 60 years ago now are really an important part of doing business and require some creative, curious thinking. Yeah. Listen, I don't think there's too many industries out there that don't need to keep reinventing themselves to stay relevant. Certainly the ESG movement and the green technologies and all the things that come with that, every industry and certainly every company has to adjust to the conditions that are out there. In these times, we've seen tremendous amount of change, even over the last 24 or 36 months. And if you're not innovative, if you're not curious about how to do things differently, you're going to fall behind and you're going to be less competitive. Well, Jeff, I want to switch directions a little bit. We've talked a lot about the corporate side of things. Let's talk a little bit about employees coming into a company like Bort Longyear. What are some of the skills or the qualities or even the experience that they need to really succeed in the culture of curiosity that you've created there? Well, we have so many different varied parts of our companies that we accommodate people from very different backgrounds, very different skill sets. If you start with our drillers out there, we are using new technologies every day. The way you control a rig is very different today than it was even 10 years ago. And we're finding that new people coming into the business find that transition to those kinds of control mechanisms much easier than the classic pulling of levers, if you will, on a drill rig. If you're talking about our products business, I think people are always surprised at how much technology goes into what would appear on the surface as simple things like drill rods or drill bits. There's a tremendous amount of technology that goes into those things. Really, you have UI, UX designers and industrial grade data analytics. Yes, we do. We have all those and uh, those kinds of different skill sets and experiences that people bring add to the whole. So some opportunities or niches that maybe people wouldn't expect in a company like yours. There's space. Oh, there is definitely space. Absolutely. When you're interviewing a candidate for any of those positions in your company, what do you ask to sort of get at whether they're a curious person? Personally, I like to ask how people solve problems. You know, tell me a problem and how you approached it. And the reason why I do that, because it gives a good sense of, are they curious? Did they explore different options? How much do their previous biases come to bear? Or are they very open-minded about how they approach a problem? I think that mindset is actually very important. People have to continue to challenge how they're doing their job, make sure that it's safe and that it's efficient. I love this idea. I feel like a lot of the conversation around curiosity is solving a problem that hasn't been solved before or figuring out how to do something that we haven't done before and being curious about that. But I love this application you've just shared that we apply it to things that are actually working well with the question of 
could it be working better or do we have a blind spot mm -hmm. think trying to kind of think ahead to the moment of failure and how do we avoid it by thinking curiously even about things that are going just fine yep we certainly have examples in our business where people have been doing a certain task or a certain standard work procedure the same way for 30 years and suddenly realized there's a much better way to do it and a safer way to do it. I was down in Latin America week before last, and one of the things that we do is we drill and pull core out of the ground, which is a, a rock tube that it can be analyzed to determine what is the mineralogy underneath the ground. And the way we take that core out of that tube, we've been doing that well since we invented that process in probably the 20s and 30s. And the team down there came up with a new way of doing it. And what's great about that new way, because those core rods and core can be quite hev heavy, is it takes that weight off of the worker, the helper, and it's opened up the opportunity to recruit more women into those roles. And so now we have women drillers around the world that are helping us where, you know, for many, many years, we didn't have women drillers. And we think that by not tapping 50% of the workforce, we're losing out. So we're trying to make rigs and methodologies and practices that allow for everybody to do the job. And we have entire drill crews now that are made up of women because we've got equipment and innovations that allow them to do those jobs. That's amazing. And kind of like an unintended benefit, right? You improved the process. And now through that improvement, here's a whole other part of the workforce that's open. That's right. That's very cool. Going back to this question about employees, you said one way to gauge someone's curiosity is to ask how they would solve a problem, maybe even not just solve an existing problem, but anticipate a potential problem. Mm -hmm. When you're talking to employees, prospective employees on the flip side, what are some red flags that show, oh, this might not be a curious person or a person who could really drive in a curious culture? One of the things that we really stress with our workforce is that Everybody, no matter who they are or how long they've been with Bort Longyear, have the right to stop work. If they feel uncomfortable that something is happening, they have the right to stop work. Now, in some cultures, that's an easier cultural thing to do. In some parts of the world, it's harder. Uh, it's harder for someone to say to somebody who's been drilling for 40 years, I want to stop what we're doing because I'm uncomfortable with this. But we reward that. When people stop work for a reason where they think it's important, either because they have an idea or because they see something that potentially could be unsafe, that's the kind of power we want to put in everybody's hands, right? So that everybody feels both comfortable to be safe, but also comfortable to raise their opinions. One of the red flags would, for me would be is if someone is reluctant to step up and say, hey, this is kind of what I'm thinking. Now, they might be new and there might be a reason why we do it, why we do it, but that's a good learning experience there as well. So one of our red flags is we want people who will stand up and make sure that their voice is heard. I'm also curious, haha, about how curiosity is approached in different ways or if it's approached in different ways in different parts of the world. Let me contrast two regions. Certainly, if you take 
Latin American culture that we work in, Chile, Argentina, Peru, they're used to getting the job done sometimes without some of the resources that they would have in other parts of the world. And so they become very innovative, very curious about how to do things. And a lot of small innovations have come out of Latin America that have been exported around the world. In other cases, we work with employee bases. Let's take Africa, for example. We really like to employ local employees. And we have some countries that are entirely local. There are no expatriates working in there. And to do that, a lot of those employees may not have traditional education. And so that curiosity process has to first happen with education about here's our standard way of doing things. And it takes many years to develop those cultures. For example, I'd say Mali is a good example of a country we've been in for a long time that has entirely local workforce, management, down to workers, cultural change is something we've been working on for a very long period of time. Uh, But those two areas move at different paces. That's probably the only real difference. Uh, Still moving a bit faster in Latin America than it is in Africa, but they're both on the same journey. I also love in the Latin America example, just this idea, right? The old adage that necessity is the mother of invention Mm -hmm. as we operate without maybe all the resources we want or all the resources we need, Mm -hmm. we're forced to really think Mm -hmm. about things in a different way. Absolutely. Yep. How about in your own life now, Jeff, in your personal life or your professional life, what are some things that you do to stay curious? Reading is an important thing for me. I like to stay across what's happening, uh, not only from a current events standpoint, but also what's happening innovatively in different industries. I also like to get involved in businesses, and I I sit on some boards of smaller businesses that are completely outside of what my industry is. Some of them are consumer products, some of the other types of businesses. That is, for me, a real interesting way to satisfy curiosity. How do you sell a product in Walmart, right? That's a little different than how do you work with a global mining client to drill in Indonesia or some other place. So I like the variety that that brings. And uh, in my personal life, I try to make sure that I get a little bit of variety and exposure to other industries and other companies. Have you found anything from a company really different from yours that had an application at Bort Longyear? Well, that's a good question. I have to think. I'm not sure anybody's ever asked me that. Undoubtedly, there is. I think you're influenced by those experiences. And sometimes, whether it's implicit or explicit, maybe even more implicit, you sort of take those ideas and apply them where you're at. I have worked with some companies that were startups. And of course, they're very concerned about things like working capital. And I think I'm better at managing working capital at Bort Longyear, having seen the struggles that some of those small companies do, where working capital can be the difference between life and death, right? I think that's such an interesting idea. How does something that seems totally unrelated actually have an application to Mm -hmm. What we're doing, I mean, back to that idea of we get into our daily grind, we do our work in the same space in the same way, stepping outside of that a little bit can help us see things in a different way. Yeah. It also makes us happier in the job that we're doing. 
Do you also think, uh, talking about corporate culture, right? You have, as you mentioned earlier, just today, your outcomes and your goals. How do you sort of balance curiosity and productivity and trust the process that maybe we lose a little bit of productivity, but trust in a payout? What's the balance there? Well, I think that's really a tough balance to get. The art of being a good leader is to strike the right balance there. What I would say is that as much as possible, you should try to devolve the decision-making. We need to hold each other accountable and great organizations hold themselves accountable for achieving those outcomes. So if they believe that there's a better way to do it and they believe in it, let's let them try that uh, knowing that they're still accountable for delivering those results. And I think, frankly, it puts more motivation on finding those solutions that will actually bring us forward. So it's actually not a matter of being curious excuses you from delivering what you need to, but... It's a tool. It's a tool to help you. Yeah. Jeff, if someone wanted to learn more about Bort Longyear, where would they go? Well, you can go to BortLongyear.com. Absolutely. Look us up in Salt Lake City or lots of different places around the world. If you're listening to this, we employ in many countries. BortLongyear.com gives you the information you need to apply for the jobs. And you can also see what jobs are currently posted and available. Jeff, thank you so much for being with me here today. I've really enjoyed our conversation about curiosity in a corporate setting, a little bit different from what we've talked about earlier in this season. I appreciate your insights so much. Thank you. I've enjoyed it. Thank you very much. And thank you also to all of our listeners for joining us today for this episode of the Eccles Business Buzz podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. And remember to leave us a rating and a review as well. We'll be back in two weeks with another discussion about curiosity, and I really hope to see you then. Until then, follow us on Instagram at Eccles Alumni for all the latest news from your Eccles Alumni Network.